This is JJ Arcega White Side of the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you for listening to Fantasy Fuel with another JJ, John Eddie Jr., and Tom Tuttle. What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel! Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trades it out of Zion! Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel, powered by Pole Sports, of course. So mm-hmm. right off the top, just get that out of the way, because I know you guys hear it every week. Pole Sports is awesome. Go to polesports.com, check out all of the cool polls you can do, be a part of the community when the season gets here. It's going to be amazing. You're going to get real-time awesome poll have results all the time mm-hmm. right now you can go right now please do it <laughs> there's That's tom awesome stuff, i hear tom man. tom's here how's he doing tom I'm, I'm here i'm doing good ready to talk a little bit about our plan today we have a plan we do have a plan huh that's interesting uh, unlike all the other times that we have <laughs> yeah, <podcast. right>. exactly <laughs> no we have a plan today but before we talk about that plan we have to mention the awesome event coming August 18th, which is the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. We mm-hmm. will be there as an exhibitor. We will also be on stage doing our show up there. There's yep. going to be many, many people in the fantasy football industry yes. <laughs> at this event. And anybody out there that has listened to any podcast knows we're talking about the fantasy footballers. They're going to be there as well. So if you're not going to come yep. for us... Maybe come and check out the guys who basically made this whole thing cool and made everybody yeah. want to do it. They will be <laughs> there along it's with many true. others. The Back Row Show, they're going to yeah. be there. We talk to them from time to time. And, uh, yeah, if you want to go, if you're going to be in the Canton, Ohio area and want to attend this thing or are close within driving distance, you can use the code FUEL on the website midwestffexpo.com and you can use that code fuel to get five bucks off your ticket so that's pretty cool and we hope to see you there so that being said our plan today we're going to give you a little bit of news but we're going to talk about uh one of those things that tom and i can both you know live with or live without either way and (laughs) we're talking about fantasy football hookups you know quarterbacks throwing to one of their receivers or tight ends. Sometimes it is amazing to have that duo on your team. Mm-hmm. And but other times it it doesn't really matter. But right. if you are a person that likes to do that, likes to go that route, we've got our top 10 list for fantasy football quarterback receiver duos and uh, I yep. think it's going to be it's going to be fun to talk about because I think Tom and I aren't exactly very close when we are talking about them this well, year. There's reasons I've left other people off, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's not easy to try and figure this out because I'm sitting there thinking, well, I got this guy ranked up here, but with him, I don't know if it's going to work out that way. So we'll get into it. We'll see how it all folds out and everything, but. First, we have some news, oh, if yes. I'm not mistaken. We do have a few odds and ends we need to talk about. And one thing right off the top I thought was just funny. 
uh, news from back in the day, if anybody remembers the uh, rivalry between the Chiefs and the Broncos in the 90s, early 90s, mid-90s, uh, Derek Thomas, uh, one of the greatest set pass mm-hmm. rushers I've ever seen play, he was mm-hmm. once flagged for three unsportsmanlike penalties in <laughs> one drive. One drive. Because wow. Shannon Sharp kept reciting Thomas's girlfriend's phone number before each snap. Oh, man. <laughs> that would make somebody go off the handle, wouldn't it? I, yeah. Wow. That, I, I, I thought Thomas was one of the best pass rushers and one of the most uh, dominating guys out there, but... Apparently, Shannon Sharp knows how to get inside his head, and that that must I mean, have taken a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, to have it, the number, he's probably thinking, why do you have her number? <laughs> and that's probably why he's going off the handle. And then he's probably also thinking, well, if you have her number, you probably told other people, and now you're saying it out loud for all these offensive and defensive <laughs> linemen to hear. Boy, that, I could see why that could get in somebody's head, make you pretty mad, <laughs> and yes. get three unsportsmen. Like, oh, that's pretty good in one drive. Yep, that's one awesome. drive. Uh, so <laughs> interesting. Not fantasy football related, but I thought somebody no, might get a kick fine. out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat fantasy football related. Uh, there's been a whole thing with Cole Beasley apparently the past oh, few man. days. Uh, I think we mentioned something about him on last episode or the one before yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Well, now this time, Cole Beasley says the Cowboys' offense is easy to defend. Says the Bills' offense is much better. Reveals <laughs> when he realized the NFL wasn't real, and he called out Dallas fans for labeling him salty. So hmm. he's got a lot to say, which he didn't really say a whole lot while he was in Dallas. Right. Now, Michael Irvin responded to Cole Beasley. Of course. Michael Irvin said, football in Buffalo is football for Buffalo. Football for the Dallas Cowboys is football for the world. It's a show <laughs> in Dallas because so many people are watching. It's purer, in quotation marks, in Buffalo because they're out there with their damn selves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care for either one of the guys <laughs> saying what they're saying. It's just to be quiet, both of you. Well, we don't need to. <laughs> that's not all, because Des Bryant weighed in on the situation as well. Yeah, of course uh, he did. So Des Bryant uh, was asked about comparing the Bills to the Cowboys' offense and said, well, he's not wrong, so don't criticize him for being honest. He didn't say not one negative thing about the boys. So I guess Des Bryant was kind of trying to play peacekeeper there. I don't know. When Des Bryant looks like the smart one, that's a problem. That's a real problem. (laughs) It can be a big problem. Oh, my gosh. But that's crazy. We'll see. Cole Beasley, if if he's going to start talking now, he better start putting it up on the field and – Maybe he'll be in one of our next episodes where we'll talk about sleepers because sleepers will be very, very soon. Mm, Yep. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yes. The Bears have finally released their kicker that they signed, Chris Blewett. (laughs) So we do not, at least at this point in time, do not get to look forward to a kicker during the regular season with the last name of Blewett. I'm very sad. That's just too bad because there's no way. There's no way you can't sign a kicker and actually play him. 
<laughs> with the last name Blewett. You just can't do it. It's like if his last name was Miss It. You can't. <laughs> that would, you can't do that. No, you can't. <laughs> the, the, it doesn't matter what the Bears do; they're going to be hearing kicker jokes yeah, all well, year long, yeah. probably. Uh, yep. And speaking of blowing it, because I've never liked any team that's ever done this. Uh, the Oakland mm-hmm. Raiders are going to be featured on HBO's Hard Knocks, so yeah. we are going to have plenty of this week's Antonio troubles. Yeah, very I'm soon sure. it looks like I yeah. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it or if I'm cringing at just the thought <laughs> of it. It's oh man, I don't know yeah. about hard knocks. I mean, it's entertaining for some people. I've sure. never really gotten a kick out of it, but yeah, Gruden, Antonio Brown. It's just gonna it's gonna yeah, it's definitely gonna be entertaining. I'll say that. Yes, there but will be a lot of people. I just don't. In. I, yeah, I just don't know what the purpose is. As far as your football team goes, why would you let more attention come to a team that probably doesn't need any more attention? Right. So, yeah. Well, another team in California that probably doesn't want any attention, definitely not going to be on hard knocks because they don't want to talk about it, is (laughs) the Rams and uh, Todd Gurley. Well, Todd Gurley's trainer confirms he has the arthritic knee. Not that Mm -hmm. we needed any more confirmation, but Todd Gurley said, I'm fine doing things I've always done. I had bigger problems to worry about coming out of college. This is small. I don't know how small it could be because it has absolutely just enraptured the entire fantasy football community. And we may spend a little more time on this in a future episode talking about how all this came to be because it was not... You know, something that was out there, it kind of was pushed into the media, and yeah. we've been talking about it ever since, but that's for another episode. Yeah, um, just one more quick thing on that. Every single podcast that I've even listened to, every article I've read, everything is just a very, it's not negative, it's just like, we don't know what to do with Todd Gurley. Basically. And that's pretty much where everybody's at. And I just think that that's a problem. You, If you don't know what to do with them because of this arthritic knee situation, it's pretty hard to say I can go ahead and grab him and be perfectly confident that he's going to be there every single week because last year at the end of the year was not good. So, yep, yeah. But we will obviously talk much more about this for the rest of the off season all the of way up course. through. But, yeah. uh, Onto some more exciting, happier news. Andrew Luck and his wife are expecting, so we're going to have mm-hmm. a, a little luck on the way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was really I, not bad, but <clears throat> yeah. They, they need to name that child something that has to do with luck. Like, I don't know. It'd be really dumb, but... As long as they neat. don't have an internet poll on what they should name this kid, <laughs> I'm happy with whatever they come up with. Because yeah. when left to the internet, everybody picks the dumbest and most weird names out there. No matter what it's for, a boat, a house, a road, it's not good. You can't leave it up to people on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Not at all. All right. Well, we're talking about quarterback and their receivers well, somebody asked Patrick Mahomes what he's focused on this summer, and Patrick Mahomes said his footwork. 
Mm-hmm. I make a lot of off-scheduled plays, scrambling around and throwing the ball, but there's so many little plays that I'll miss because my feet aren't in the right position and I rely too much on my arm. Well, you did pretty good with it last year, so yeah. if you're going to improve <laughs> your footwork after you get out of the pocket, it's, man. Man, how was his footwork when he threw that pass across his body without looking i don't think it's all that necessary for, uh, with yeah. him, but i mean okay. i guess if you're gonna take <laughs> a little pressure off your arm and not have to do it but <laughs> yeah he was still sure. going to have to make that play the way he did no matter what was right. that situation so any any improvement with him just gonna be a, just a cherry on top at this point yep yep all right. Well, uh, Mike Garofolo reports that extension talks between the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott <laughs> could last into training camp. Sources tell Garofolo that the two sides are really far apart at this time in terms of valuation. Well, that's why I'm so happy that Carson Wentz signed the deal when he did, because here mm-hmm. we go. We're talking about the other quarterbacks in the same situation and... I guarantee you this money is going to be ridiculous, and I'm going to be glad yep. that we did it the way we did it. And I'm going to yep. be glad that the Cowboys have to pay a lot of money for Dak Prescott because maybe <laughs> they're not going to be able to front load it like the Eagles did because they've got lots of other players they need to extend as well. And mm-hmm. uh, I just I smile thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, front load, completely different than the traditional way that they do it, and it's basically – it's back loaded. It's end loaded where you get a little bit here and then it progressively gets a little more. And I, I, I like the way Wentz did it. I don't know if that's a personal thing with him. Like he's just saying, I am a different type of person than everybody else. I don't care that much about, you know, not money per se. He's still getting paid. He's getting his money right away as opposed to throughout the entire year, getting it progressively bigger. But I, think that's the way of the future i think that once people start getting on to that we're going to see a lot more of the types of signings because the Dak prescott deals one he's not that great to where he deserves to have that kind of contract so if you give it to him now and then later on he still gets some it's better that way and because he's just that's not he's not somebody you want long term paying a ton of money to no that's how i'll put it yep Nope, that's exactly right. All right, we've got one more tidbit. You know, we've been talking about quarterbacks. Well, the Steelers' entire projected wide receiver core for 2019 will take up a whole $8.35 million of their salary cap. Mm-hmm. And the guy they got rid of, Antonio Brown, will count $21.12 million alone on the Raiders. So <laughs> the Steelers do not have to worry about paying a wide receiver for a couple years. Juju will be coming here pretty soon, but right. I don't know if he'll command quite that much unless he has another superstar season. Uh, but uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is who we're talking about, and that means we're going to go right in to my number 10 duos, and that is... Ben Roethlisberger, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. I think a lot of people are going to have them higher this year. I'm just a little apprehensive just because Mm -hmm. of is there a number two there that can take the pressure off of Juju? Uh, You know Ben can do it, but can he do it consistently all year long? I think overall their numbers are going to be very good. 
but it might not be as consistent. This might be one of those, when we were talking about Julio and those down years that he was having, he was having more big games and more small games and less consistent games. So Mm -hmm. that's where I'm at with Mr. Ben and Juju. Yep. And my number 10 is Baker Mayfield and OBJ. Now, I got them at number 10 and not higher because it's a new thing for them. It's a new combo combo that they can be trying to, they got to work through it or whatever. We'll see what happens. But OBJ last year, 124 targets with 77 receptions, which was 62% of his targets he completed. That's, Pretty low, actually, if you compare it to a lot of the other guys that are kind of up on the upper echelon of wide receivers, tight ends, all them types of players. But then you got to think, is it going to get better with Mayfield? It should. (laughs) It should. But you never know what's going to happen. And I've been saying it for the entire offseason so far that Mayfield's going to be a sophomore, and I've seen it happen enough to where you get the sophomore slump. I'm not going to say it's going to be a huge slump, but I just don't know if he's going to be as, uh, what's the word for it, as amazing as he was last year because last year he definitely made a name for himself. So we'll see. I think he's still going to be a solid quarterback, but the the combo to me is still in the top ten because that's it's OBJ and Mayfield, no matter what he does, it should still be a top ten combo. Yep, I Got him just a smidge higher, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Well, we've got some interesting ways to look at these pairings. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm sorry I have to do this to everybody, but. You're all I ever wanted. You're all I ever needed. Oh, man. (laughs) Um, Okay. The reason for that is because I got a new stat that I just came up with today to try and figure out how these players, when you have the combo like we're doing, how they get connected and how they become in sync. So I'm calling this stat in sync, and that's why we played that horrible bump for you guys. Um, FYI, this is all Tom. I'm not taking any (laughs) credit for this whatsoever. (laughs) Um, You could probably put this, you know, a little bit under the – TTS that we've done before, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you how you can get to this in sync stat. First, you take a player, and like you say, like I'll just go to my number nine guys, and that is Edelman and Brady. So, first, you got to take Edelman, and you have to find out how many, uh, not attempts, how many targets he had which was 108 then you minus that from well I'm, hold on see I'm messing this all up <laughs> basically here's what you do <laughs> you take the percentage of targets and then you minus it from the next person down the list which would have been Gronkowski and you take that number and you add it to the players which would be Edelman's catch percentage and that's how you get the number that I'm talking about, which is the in sync, the in sync stat. It's a little more in depth than what I just said, but basically I'll tell you 
that the NSYNC stat for Edelman and Brady, because they are in sync, is 81. And that's from a scale of 1 to 100. So 81 is actually pretty decent. And if you look at a lot of other players, you're going to say, okay, this guy I actually kind of want. Now, besides that, I do want to say a couple other things besides just that stat, because that stat doesn't always – it's not always going to say anything. But Edelman, if he had a full season, because you remember he was just suspended the first four games. If he had a full season, he would have had 144 receptions – or 144 targets, 99 receptions. He ended up with a 68.5 uh, catch percentage, which is higher than anybody else on the team, I believe. And that's how you know part of it, how you know that Tom Brady and Edelman are error in sync. And I just think that this is going to be, a, a, again, who else is going to throw to besides maybe and kill Harry? I, I, I'm sorry, like you've been down on that proposition. I don't know whether or not I can be down on that proposition yet. Right, right. But – I do believe that Edelman is the main target, and I there's all sorts of rumors about Gronk coming back and what everything. But right now, Edelman's the main guy, and I don't see that becoming any different at this point. Nope. I think Edelman is a fine choice, um, although I do need to remind everybody that these TTS-type statistics are... TTS does not express the views of fancy fuel and should not be perceived as a legitimate way to draft players or set your mind. Use TTS at your own risk. Just had uh, what, to get that what, out there. Where's the Benny Hill music when we need it? Oh, it could be there, but <laughs> yeah. did, I didn't want to go yeah, too yeah. overboard tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's confusing, but if you just go with the stat, one from 1 to 100, like if you're playing a Madden, you've got a ranking. This guy is X, like he's an 80 at catching. Now you know that Tom Brady and Edelman are 81 on NSYNC, NSYNC stat. Let's get it right. All right. Well, there is some validity to what Tom is talking about. You're just going to have <laughs> to trust him on this. This is how he came up with uh, some of his list here. Um, and like I said, it does make sense if you know Tom. <laughs> but uh, let's move along to my number nine just so we can uh, sure. get through this list tonight. Uh, my number nine is Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not that sexy combo that everybody likes to think about when they think about combos. But Keenan Allen is going to get a bunch of catches as long as he can stay on the field. If you have Rivers and you have Keenan right. Allen, you're going to be pretty even all year. Rivers does throw up like one dud a year. So if you just have Rivers and that's your only quarterback, and you just get one guy for the bye, you you are going to get a stinker every year. I'm going to tell you that. So if you have right. these two guys, there's going to be one week where you're just going to be like, what is going on, Chargers? <laughs> I need you to score some points, and it's yeah. just not going to happen. But every other week, you are going to be absolutely loving having Phillip Rivers and Keenan Allen on your team. Right. I agree with it. I didn't have – I don't have that combo on my list. I do have something at the end of the show that we could talk about later, but I don't mind the Keenan Allen and Phillip Rivers combo at all. Um, Yeah, moving on to my number – wait, i got to look at my list. Number seven? No, you're on number eight. eight. Because we did it again, folks, again – 
his number 10 is my number eight and his <laughs> number eight is my number 10. So yeah, we do that a lot and that's really not coordinated. We are not in sync with that. We anyway, <laughs> we're, we, uh, we'll go, we'll move on. Yes. First, before we get into it, I will be saying the NSYNC stats for every single one of these guys going forward. So if you are interested, we have it. But Roethlisberger and Juju Smith-Schuster is my number eight, and that is because it's just going to be Roethlisberger and Juju. they got to find somebody else to replace Antonio Brown. I, get, I don't think it's going to get much better with Juju. I think he stays around the same, which last year he had 166 targets, 111 catches, which was a lot of a lot of receptions, but there's a lot of targets. I think the targets might fall down. I think the receptions could stay somewhere around there. I think they're going to become a more balanced offense, like I said. But I will say the in-sync stat with Roethlisberger and Juju is 81. So it's the same as Edelman was with Tom Brady. That's not too bad. Nope. I would take that any day of the week. Uh, my mm-hmm. number eight, like I said, was Tom's number 10. That's Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. And now this is the sexy combo that everybody wants to try and get a hold of this year. Every dynasty startup that I've had, uh, well, because most of them are super flex. Baker Mayfield is a very, very coveted quarterback, and you know, I can't blame anybody for wanting him. And, of course, right. his number one target is going to be Odell Beckham Jr. They should put up quite a few touchdowns because he is going to force feed Odell Beckham Jr. the ball, but I think he's going to do it intelligently uh, because he's not going to have to do it because he's got Jarvis Landry and Antonio Callaway and David and Joku and running backs that can catch the ball. So, but I would not be surprised if Baker Mayfield throws 30 plus touchdowns and Odell Beckham Jr. has 12 to 15 of them. Would not be surprised yeah. at all. I, now, I will say I did not do the instinct stat with them because it's a new combo. Yes. I, I, there's no way for me to actually get that information. I'd have to make it up, and then that's not going to be anywhere close to accurate. So, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we are in sync on number seven. <laughs> and that is Carson Wentz and a tight end. Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Everybody knows that these guys are like best buds on and off the field anymore. And Zach Ertz set a record for catches by a tight end in the season last year. So why not have them at the list on number seven? Right. Yes, I agree. And I will just put it right off the bat. The instinct for that is 84, Ooh. 84, a little, little better than Edelman and Juju. And honestly, it makes sense. Because Ertz's completion percentage last year was 74%. Or not his completion, his catching percentage. And Wentz's completion percentage was 69.6. So it's you can tell he's favoring Ertz. Because Ertz can catch it. Where Wentz, everywhere else, is 69. Well, that's including Ertz as well. But 69 for his completion percentage, 74 for Ertz's uh, catching percentage. And it's just these guys, there's just not a lot else besides Jeffrey out there for Wentz to throw to. I know you love everybody on the team, and you have a, you have a crush on Wentz this year like none other. Yes, but I'm sorry. This combo, 
this combo is going to be huge again this yep. year. I can't argue with that. I probably would yeah. have had them higher uh, had I not been enamored with the rest of our cast on the Philadelphia Eagles because it sounds like he's got a good rapport with Deshaun Jackson, but there's not going to be yeah. a ton of balls thrown to Deshaun Jackson. So right. it shouldn't take much yep. away from Zach Ertz. But exactly. what might take away from Zach Ertz is when and if we get down to the red zone more than last year, we've got more red zone targets. Elshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, and now J.J. Arcega-Whiteside are yeah. all going to be red zone targets. And that's scary for defenses if they got to go against all four of those guys somewhere inside the 10. What do you do? And I think that's going to take a little bit away from what Zach Ertz normally would do because he doesn't have to be Carson Wentz's, you know, safety blanket. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Uh, we have to see what's going to happen with our tag of Whiteside, but um, all indications are saying that he is going to be pretty good inside the red zone. So keep your eye on that as well, guys. All right, let's move along to number six. And after I saw your list, I – I was almost sad that I didn't put them on my list somewhere because I wasn't <laughs> thinking quite this way. Uh, of course, you would have him on your list. He has to be on every list you do. And that <laughs> is Christian McCaffrey along with Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. Um, it's going to be impossible for me to leave, leave him off of that list, of course. But I have to say before we get into it that Christian McCaffrey's in sync with Cam Newton is 95. Holy 95. Cow. And that is because his catching percentage of Christian McCaffrey was 86.3%. That's not bad. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. And without saying all that, it's a good combo to have in the first place because you have Cam Newton who can run the ball as well. And then you got Christian McCaffrey, who can run the ball as well. So not only do you have the passing stuff that you get from them, you get all the other extra stuff from them as well. He he was tar- Christian McCaffrey was targeted by Cam Newton 124 times last year with 107 receptions. That's why he's got to be on the list because he's got as many receptions as he as all the other guys on this list do. When you start going down the list a little bit of running backs, he drops off a little bit. I think Kramara is the next one. He's in the 80s for receptions. So you have to have Chris McCaffrey on the list because he's already up there. Yeah, if you get down by the goal line and you have Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, yeah. you're going to get a touchdown somehow. somehow. <laughs> if it's a rushing touchdown, <laughs> it's going to be one of those two. And yep. if it's a passing touchdown, you at least get Newton, and sometimes you get the double dip with Christian McCaffrey. Right. So, yep. yeah, uh, as soon as I saw that on your list, I was like, I think I may have left one off that I'm going to regret <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Um, yep. All right, well, let's move on to my number six, uh, and that is Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, which will probably be – higher on most people's list, but if you tuned into our wide receiver uh, list, I have DeAndre Hopkins stepping down just a smidge. He's still mm-hmm. a top-tier wide receiver, but I think this year is going to be a little different, and it's not going to be as amazing as everybody wants it to be. I 
I guess, call it a feeling. Maybe that's an, uh, a little ESP there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I'm not going to have them as high on this list. Cause I think there are some other combos out there that are going to get you some more points. Yeah. There's, uh, there's possibilities there for sure. I got them a little bit higher on my list, but when we get there, we can get there. But my number five is Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Now, to just start off right on the bat with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones is a 79 for NSYNC. It seems low, but you have to remember that Julio Jones, if I can look at it, Julio Jones' catching percentage was 66.5. So that's not the greatest right there, but he's being thrown to a ton of, 170 targets when 113 receptions. So right there off the bat, that's value. So just because the in sync isn't as high as some of the other ones doesn't mean he they don't have value as a combo because they're they're just they're going crazy with each other. But maybe they're just not as in sync as everybody else. Well, and you got to think about this too. No matter what league you're in, you're getting points for yards. And right, Julio yes. Jones has led the league in receiving right, yards right, for right. like four straight years now. It's something ridiculous. So if you've got Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, there's going to be a lot of points scored. And uh, kind of like uh, Phillip Rivers and Keenan Allen, there's going right. to be a couple of duds probably sprinkled in there. I don't think there was really many mm-hmm. duds last year for Julio, but over the years – Julio yeah. has put up some duds, and Matt Ryan has definitely put up some duds. So it's good. Yeah. When they go berserk, <laughs> you're going to win your week no matter what. But right. There's going to be a couple of weeks where you're going to be cursing them too. And uh, I'm going to be right there with you because I do have – I have picked up Julio in a couple of leagues this year. Right. I, I got back on the Julio train. So, mm-hmm. uh, right, uh, my number five is Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. If nothing yep. more than – one of the most consistent and most accurate quarterbacks ever and a wide receiver that has just kept up his numbers year after year since coming into the league, you know what you're going to get out of these two. Mm -hmm. I more for a redraft league. This is one of the better combos for a dynasty league. You're not going to want to get this hookup probably, because yeah, there's going to be some uh, question marks when Breeze leaves. Yeah, um, I have a lot. I, have, I don't know about a lot to say about this one, but I have him higher, uh, considerably higher, at that exact same combo. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit later, so I don't want to go okay. too far into it. All right, well, but my number four was Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, so I okay, won't yeah. need to talk too much about that one. So we can go into your number four. Yeah, my number four is Watson and Hopkins. Uh, we already discussed that a little bit, but Watson and Hopkins, their in sync is a little high, higher than probably it should be, only because of injuries to Will Fuller, because that's the next person down, and Will Fuller was considerably lower as far as uh, targets than DeAndre Hopkins. But anyway, their in sync together is a 94. Ah. And that is really, really good. Hopkins' catching percentage was 70.6%, which is really good. But like I said, again, 
it's because of the Will Fuller injury. If he would have been playing more games, then it would have it would have made it look a little bit different. So I'm not going to say 94 for Hopkins and Watson, but it's pretty close to that anyway because you got to think these guys are in sync at all times. He had 163 targets from Watson with 115 receptions, and, of course, all the yardage as well, and, of course, 11 touchdowns. So that's another big thing. Them two together getting 11 touchdowns, that's huge. Yes. So these guys definitely in sync together. And no matter what kind of league you're playing in, that is a good combo right. to have. Yeah, yep. All right, let's move on to our number three. Uh, you've got one that I have a smidge higher yet, and that is mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Yeah, um, Aaron Rodgers and Adams basically are the only two guys we know for sure on that team that are going to get their – it's the only the only way they can <laughs> – not get together is if somebody else on that team steps up and Rogers trusts a little more and has a little bit more in sync with another guy. And right now it's not going to be anybody else. It's Devonte Adams, but they, their in sync stat is only 79. Oh. Just like, just like Julio and Matt Ryan were, but 79 is because Devonte Adams has a catch percent of 65 point seven percent so that's actually pretty low considering uh, everybody else on this list I'm pretty sure that's the lowest I've said so far and Aaron Rodgers uh, completion percentage was 62.3 and that's throughout the entire year for everybody and you would imagine that would be better if he had some other receivers to throw to but again they're throwing the ball to each other he's throwing the ball to Adams so much, it doesn't really matter what their in-sync stat is because it's just constant. It's just pow, 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 Adams, Adams, Adams. And then, of course, they had 13 touchdowns last year together. So that's, again, huge. It doesn't matter what the in-sync stat is because you have that. <laughs> yes, I will weigh on that in just a moment. Yeah. Uh, my number three is another quarterback tight end combo that you have higher, mm-hmm. and that is Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Now, yep. before I say anything, I will tell everybody I'm in a new league that was a auction draft, and I had to go hard for Travis Kelsey. It's a tight end premium and a super flex, and I kept getting bid up higher and higher for <laughs> Travis Kelsey. I think it took me about five days to finally get Travis Kelsey on my roster after he kept getting reset and the timer kept getting reset. I'm like, oh, my God, I have no choice but to keep going. So I'm sure somebody was happy that I spent, like, an extra 40 bucks on Travis Kelsey <laughs> just to get him on my roster. But he could be worth every single penny this year right. and years to come because this yep. duo – with Tyreek Hill still in doubt of what's going to happen, this is Patrick Mahomes' number one target. Yep. Yep. And, I mean, I got them at number one, but uh, I will say that not just number one target this year, but it was last year as well. Not by a ton because Tyreek Hill had a lot, but I'll get a little bit more into it when I get there. But it's definitely going to be a very big year for Mahomes and Kelsey. 
right. So your my number two yes. is Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Now, before I get into the in-sync stat, you have to look at the completion or the catch percentage of Michael Thomas. It's higher than I've seen anyone except for Christian McCaffrey, and you would expect his to be higher because Chris McCaffrey is just coming out of the backfield. It should be a more accurate pass. But for a wide receiver to have 85% completions percentage is insane. A catch percentage of that, unbelievable. And to give you a little bit more look of how in sync these guys really are, Breeze, on for everybody else, 74%. So it goes from 74% to 85% with Michael Thomas. That's how in sync they are. Now you want to get to the in sync stat. That is 94 with them too. So this is big. Again, nine touchdowns last year, 147 targets, 125 receptions. Well, he started off so insane. I'm talking about Michael Thomas last year. Right, yeah. His first three games, he, he had maybe one missed target. So when he kept that up for most of the entire year, you're like, how is this even possible? Drew Brees (laughs) just knows how to get Michael Thomas the ball. Michael Thomas knows how to get just open enough for Drew Brees to get it to him. They're they're a perfect pair. I wish Drew Brees had Michael Thomas longer for his career because we all know it's coming to an end fairly soon. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be sad that Michael Thomas might have to have another quarterback throw to him eventually. Yeah, if I, I don't want to get into it because I'm so sad when I hear about Drew Brees' possible retirement. I don't want to hear it because he's just one of the best that I've ever seen play the game, and he does it the right way. He's not just you know spouting off all this stuff, and most people don't. Most quarterbacks are pretty good about that. But it's just I really like the way he handles the game and adjusts his age, really, to how – just like Tom Brady. He adjusts how he is feeling – to the game it's not just i'm going to throw it deep now because i can because he can't anymore so you got to start dumping it off to these guys but when you look at it drew Brees still got it because he's still throwing to michael thomas and hitting it 85 percent of the time yep that's amazing all right well my number two isn't even on your list which makes me wonder if i'm going insane (laughs) <laughs> you're not. It's Go ahead and say it, but I'll, I'll say something after. Well, I had it. to put this tandem up there higher because I truly believe that Andrew Luck is going to have an MVP-type season. And, of course, his number one target is T.Y. Hilton. But right. Andrew Luck is good enough that he can spread the ball around. And last year right. he hit Eric Ebron quite a bit. So maybe this combo isn't as good as the rest of these because there's probably a really low in sync number compared to these guys but I think because Andrew Luck is going to have such a better season and that the Colts have gotten some extra pieces and they drafted another wide receiver that could be a threat the T.Y. Hilton his numbers are going to jump up a little bit and it could be one of those combos that wins you your leagues this year because obviously you don't have to take luck too high and T.Y. Hilton isn't a first-round wide receiver. So you can sneak these two guys in and it 
could possibly lead you to the promised land. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, luck is going to be amazing, and I believe T.Y. Hilton is going to be really good too. But I think luck is more amazing when it comes to he's going to spread the ball around, get a lot of other guys involved in the in the offense. To where that's why I didn't want Luck and Hilton up there. And another reason is I don't even have this the instinct stat for them because they weren't on my list, so I didn't figure it out. But I will say that the Hilton had 120 targets with 76 receptions. So that's a, a big difference there between 120 and 76. It was 63.3 percent catch percentage, and that's just that's actually lower than everybody on here. Except for OBJ, which I, we said that right, right away in the first, top of the broadcast. But uh, yeah, it's just it's it's something that I couldn't do because I like Luck more than just Hilton. I don't think he. I think he's a better quarterback than just to stick with one guy because he's got other weapons and he knows how to use them. Yeah, I have no problem with that take, but I'm still sticking with it's going to be an awesome year for both of these guys. Sure, yeah. Uh, my number one uh, is Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. You yep. guys know I love me some Devontae Adams. I mm-hmm. predicted him last year to be a top three wide receiver, and he ended up being number one in PPR leagues. So Devontae Adams is the guy, and Aaron Rodgers was not himself last year. So, yeah. put that together with Aaron Rodgers being healthy, Devontae Adams still being his number one target, and now he says he wants to try and get Devontae Adams the ball even more. That has to be a recipe for the best duo in the league. Is it not? I mean, there's a there's a chance of that. <laughs> <laughs> there's no doubt that they, that can happen because they throw the ball to him so much, Our as it is already, again, like I said, they were they targeted at he targeted Adams more than he targeted than anybody else targeted any other wide receiver. So, oh no, wait, I'm sorry, Matt Ryan was one more target to Julio than it was to Adams. But uh, that's just a, that's a lot of opportunity. So if they can actually end up capitalizing on almost all of them and, and not have a 65.7 percent catch rate for Adams, that would be an astronomical. Uh, duo, and <laughs> that would be definitely number one if that were to happen. But I'm just not sold on that number going up. All right, who are you sold on? Well, number one, I, I wouldn't say I'm sold on it, but <laughs> the th- the thing is, is with Mahomes and Kelsey, is that I do not believe that uh, Hill is going to be playing for, I, I'm thinking eight weeks. That's honestly at least eight weeks in my mind. I don't know. They might even go further than that just because it's been so like, it's just the, the league is getting so nitpicky these days and it doesn't matter. Anything he's done is, you know, didn't do whatever it's wrong. And so the league is going to punish him, which they have every right to do. And I agree with it, but if Hill's not going to be on the field, this is going to be a freak show. It's going to be Mahomes and Kelsey all the time. If Mahomes finds somebody else to to get into the into the game, then yeah, okay, fine. But let's just look at what Mahomes and Kelsey did last year. Last year, Kelsey was targeted 150 times, which was the most on the league in the uh, not in the league in the on the team with 103 receptions, which 
goes to about a 68.7% uh, a catch percentage rate. And if you want to look at their uh, – wow, I can't think of it. Now, I, ha I had it all episode. <laughs> the NSYNC stat, that's it. The NSYNC stat. If you want to look at the NSYNC stat from last year, it was only 70, really, really low compared to everybody else that I was talking about. 70 NSYNC stat, not good because of, of Hill. The reason that it's so low is because Hill was taking some of that in sync <laughs> away from Kelsey. But without Hill, it's 85. And the difference there is, yeah, it's not 95 like Christian McCaffrey or 94 like Hopkins or 94 like Thomas and Breeze. But this, the difference to me is this is it. There's nobody else besides uh the guy that gets hurt every time he goes steps on the field. Oh, I'm not going to say that because he he's he proved me wrong last year. But and then you got uh, Mecole as well that you don't we don't know what's going to happen there. And you still have you know running backs and and whatnot coming from there. But I, I just don't see that anybody else is going to take away from the Kelsey and Mahomes show. It's going to be unbelievable this year i hope you're right because i put quite a lot of faith in it in my, yeah uh auction draft and fyi i also have christian mccaffrey in that league so <laughs> i hope you are very very correct about a couple of these combos well i'll say this the last year the combo from cam and christian mccaffrey that was 95 for the with the uh in seek stat i that's last year I'm not going to guarantee you get that next year, but that's just giving you a a look at what the possibility can be because that's how good they were together last year. Are you sure? I thought I heard you say the word guarantee somewhere in that sentence, but maybe I was misunderstanding. Guarantee Christian McCaffrey is the number one. Again, I, what what can I say? Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> that's all. The I guy's need. awesome. That is all I needed. <laughs> All right, well, that does it for our top 10 of a quarterback and their receiving duo partners, whether it be running back, wide receiver, or tight end. We threw in a little bit right, of right. everything. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, let's end the show with a little bit of... ESP Early Season Predictions. Why don't you get us started on this one? Okay, well, I have an ESP, and it's... I'm going to call it an injury ESP. And we alluded to, I alluded to it a little bit earlier in the broadcast when uh, you were talking about Rivers and Allen. And I think that's a good possibility. But what I think could be huge this year is Rivers and Hunter Henry. If Hunter Henry, this is the if, I can't control this. This is completely out of the ESP realm. This is uncontrollable. If Hunter Henry is not healthy, this will not happen. But if he can stay healthy for the whole season, that's going to be a huge combo, a huge duo. I don't know where it's going to be, but you can bet all of the money you have in your piggy bank Okay, don't do that. Yeah, but not. No. But you can, I will bet all my piggy bank money that he's going to be 
in the top 10 with Rivers this year as a duo because that's just, I mean, he loves his tight end. And I, I really think this is going to be the key and the factor that puts the Chargers over the top this year. And I think that Hunter Henry could have a big, big year as long as he is healthy. And that's the biggest thing with my hang-up on Hunter Henry to begin with is the fact that he might not be healthy. That's the problem with him. It's always going to be the problem with him until he proves that he can stay healthy. Yep, that it very well could be the missing piece of the puzzle for Philip Rivers to yeah, just have I do an think amazing so. offense this year. We, we've all been waiting for it, and if it doesn't happen this year, we'll never utter the name Hunter Henry ever again. No, this, this is the last year I'm going to talk <laughs> about Hunter Henry unless he puts it together. <laughs> yes. Well... I have no qualms with that. Either way you look at it, Philip Rivers is going to be one of the top ten duos, uh, whether it be Keenan Allen or Hunter Henry. So okay, yeah, you, you can put some money in Philip Rivers at least. Get your piggy bank <laughs> money out on that one. I I had some honorable mentions waiting, and sure, I got to pick one of these because I do believe that one of these is going to be another top ten contender. And I honestly think fantasy-wise, this might be a duo that you can roll with and you can get the quarterback very, very late. You probably shouldn't even draft him as your quarterback one, but it wouldn't be horrible if you did. And that is James Winston and Mike Evans. I think the touchdowns for Mike Evans could be amazing this year. And Mm -hmm. Jameis Winston, who does he have left that was already there with him? Uh, No Deshaun Jackson. No Adam Humphreys. A Chris Godwin who he hasn't really gotten in in sync with. And (laughs) I really think that is going to put Mike Evans over the top. But Jameis Winston has to come through. This isn't an injury ESPN. This is a get-your-head-on-straight ESP. If Jameis Winston can get his head on straight and just play some football, this could be a top 10 duo almost immediately right out of the gate and stay that way all year long. I'm not saying their defense is good enough to keep them from being, you know, a good team (laughs) because that's yet to be decided. But offensively, I think you could do just fine with Jameis Winston and Mike Evans, and they could sneak very high into that top 10 but maybe i'm just blowing smoke here that's possible you're blowing smoke because i'm not i if mike evans had a different quarterback i would 1000 percent agree with you the problem i have with that esp and that esp is an esp you, you can't mess with it i that's mean right. it's it's a feeling I, i'm not gonna disagree with it i i can't do it but Jameis winston would not be my ESP. Let's <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> nope. He's, uh, he's going to be another one of those guys. There's there's a bunch of players from that draft class that that's this is going to be their last chance to prove it because they're mm-hmm. all going to be getting new contracts soon, and they're going to have to play for them. And I think this is one player that might just actually do it this year. But, again, it's just a feeling 
I'm not basing any of this off any stats yet. Maybe we'll <laughs> dig in a little deeper in another episode, but you know, take it for what it's worth. That that's the feeling that I got. At least it's a good feeling, and we didn't do any negative ones this week. Yeah. <laughs> and say, oh my God, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Oh, they're going to be. They'll be lucky to crack the top twenty this year. Yeah. And then you guys no, all that's, stop listening. That's that's <laughs> definitely not going to happen. They're going to be in the top, no doubt. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we will probably be doing sleepers very soon. I'm not sure if it's going to be next week or the week after, but I think it will be very, very soon. Um, and those sleepers, they're going to be, you know, some deep sleepers because Tom and I play in multiple 16 team, you know, deep leagues. So we right. really have to dig through that waiver wire. So anybody out there that is looking at those kind of players, we will have a few of them for you when we do our sleeper episode. Uh, that being said, uh, again, I want to uh, thank Pole Sports for being our yep. power source. And go check out polesports.com. We can't say it enough. I, don't know, I just can't stop saying it. Yep. Um, we are online all over the place, of course. You can catch us uh, at, on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel. Uh, you can catch us Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. If you want to give us a little shout out, on the phone we have a phone number still 608-492-3443 and of course don't forget to go to our website fantasyfuelpodcast.com i will also put these rankings on there with our other rankings we just finished up all the uh, quarterback tight end wide receiver Mm -hmm. running back rankings they're all there for your enjoyment and your drafting needs uh and yeah don't forget to stay fueled up this fantasy season.